Sarah, I had a date last night. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't say that it was a date. Hello, everybody. Womenology Pod. Womenology Pod. That's our Instagram. Womenology Podcast. It wasn't a, so much a date. It was about uh, a week ago, I had sent Don a text mm-hmm. and said, hey, can we grab dinner sometime in the next couple of weeks? And he said, sure. And he said, you know, what night works for you? And uh, I chose last night because I didn't have any events. So I would be able to focus. And we went out and we were talking and he was talking about the podcast and he said something very, very nice about you. Oh, no. Where he said, (laughs) he said, I really like her. She has a lot of good things to say. And then he brought up the episode we were talking about. Um, we were talking about the Larry, what's his face from the Sarah Lawrence scandal? Larry Ray. Larry Ray. And you must have, there was a line that you had (laughs) where you said, this isn't the commissary, Larry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he said that he finds you very, very witty (laughs) and that he really likes, he said, you, you have a lot of really good things to say and that. He liked he likes how we interact. Well, great. Which is super important to me as a man listening to a podcast for women. I know, right? So, <laughs> hey Don. So, <laughs> hey Don. So he, we were talking, and he was telling me about what he did over the holidays, and he said, you know, I I thought about texting you happy birthday on your birthday, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if you wanted to hear from me, and which is what I thought had happened. I thought, oh. And I really, I was like, oh, did he, has he been listening? Did he, because I really thought he was going to text me on my birthday. Yeah. And I thought, oh, did he, you know, is he listening? Does he hear that, you know, I'm kind of, I, that where I sort of stand on it and how I've sort of detached from it or whatever. And I said, you're, I, I'm, I'm always happy to hear from you because that's the truth. You know, whether I was with somebody or in a relationship or not, I would always be happy to hear from Don because mm-hmm. there's just a genuine affection there. So we had a great dinner and he picked a place that we had gone to before when we first started dating. It's called the meatball shop. Okay. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it features all kinds of meatballs <laughs> and it's, it's fantastic. So we talked and we hung out. We had a great time. And then the bill came and he said, is it okay if I treat? I'd like to, you know, as a belated birthday gift. And I said, thank you very much. That was very sweet. And it's just nice to have a healthy, uncomplicated friendship, relationship with an ex. Yeah. I, I you know, would imagine. <laughs> especially what you realize when you, when you, break up with somebody or when a relationship ends, what you really miss over time is how much you enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. Like I just so enjoyed him. I enjoyed his company. I enjoyed his companionship. And so it's nice to know, oh, I can still have that. I can still have the companionship, the friendship. That's true. You know, so it was just, it was just really nice. It's a very nice night. I didn't have a great day at the dog park, hmm. but we'll get to that in a second. How, how are you doing? How is, how's your week been? 
Or oh, weekend. man. So much has happened this week. Um, I have a ghost story for you. <gasps> you know I love those. <laughs> um, this is going to sound like I'm really full of shit. Um, but I-, I don't know. People enjoy ghost stories, so I'm going to tell them anyway. Okay. So you know that scene in The Shining? Where Danny is on that, he's on that horrible 70s carpet. He's playing with his trucks and that unseen hand rolls a ball. Mm-hmm. That happened to me. Wait. Uh, wait. <laughs> like. <laughs> Hold on, what? <laughs> Nearly that exact thing. So, so the difference is um, I was in the kitchen and I heard from the living room where no one else was, including cats right so no no humans no cats nobody in the living room and i heard a ping pong ball bouncing across the hardwood floor in my living room while i was in the kitchen i'm getting chills it was weird (laughs) it was super weird um so yeah that that's my little ghost story for the week and nothing since then but what did you see the ping ball ball? i just heard it but you know what you know it's an unmistakable sound and it, it is was an unmistakable a sound. Strong bounce, like three to four times. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. We didn't see it, but we, we heard it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know how it sounds. <laughs> Do you though? <laughs> Choose to believe it or not. <laughs> I'm. I'm in. You know how I feel about stuff like that. I, I totally believe it. I don't have a lot of ghost stories, but that is the thing. When I do, (laughs) they're big ones. They're good ones. Well, that is creepy and scary. Were you scared? Did you call your husband? Um, Well, I asked him, you know, because we we do have a ping pong ball in the living room because it's a cat toy. Um, I don't know if your cat enjoys ping pong balls, but Mm -hmm. they're a big hit around here. So I did ask him, like, hey, have you... You know, last night when you were playing with the ping pong ball, it definitely ended up on the floor, right? Because I thought, like, oh, if it just, like, fell off of something, you know, there's there's all kinds of reasons why it may have just fallen off, right? Right. Um, but he was like, no, I'm, I'm, like, 90% sure it was on the floor. So. All right. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a 90% chance you have a ghost and a 10% chance <laughs> Well, it likes ping pong, so how bad could it be? A ghost that likes ping pong. All right. So I was at the dog park yesterday. Uh And my dog walking, in the last week, I've gotten three new private clients, which is great because it means more money. And so I'm in the park, and I'm in the dog run. And this is a big, like, fenced-in place where dogs, you know, run, (laughs) hence the name. And... There was this one female dog and she was being chased by all these other dogs. And at one point I I watch and I see her get fenced in, like blocked in behind a bench, like three dogs on either side of her. Hmm. And I got, it really bothered me. Yeah. So I went over and she, you know, she gets away with this one male dog because of course it was. He jumps on her back and starts <laughs> humping her. And I go over and, you know, trying to get the female dog away from the male dog. And this woman comes over to me and she said, you know, that's my dog. And she points to the male dog. 
And she said, you know, that dog, and she points to the female dog, isn't spayed or neutered or whatever the word is. And I told her owner that they're not supposed to be in here if she's not spayed or neutered. And so I don't think my dog should be punished for, you know, doing what dogs do. And all I heard was the boys will be boys argument. Sort of. I mean, <laughs> this is such a weird. It's such a weird I, I, species incident. Right. Right. <laughs> and she said, you know, because that's, you know, that's a dog's just going to do that. And I said, I understand where you're coming from. This dog should not be in here. But please keep in mind, I said, dogs get traumatized by stuff like this. You know, I have a dog and this is what happened to her and she was overbred and that can deeply traumatize a dog. Mm -hmm. You know, we seem to think that dogs don't emote or process things in any way. They only feel love for us. Right. (laughs) And, you know, and, and yeah, and hunger and whatever. And that's not the case. Dogs absolutely can be traumatized. And that is a very traumatic. And I just, in my mind, I'm thinking I should not have to tell a woman that it's traumatic for a female creature to have a male creature jumping on her back and humping her without her consent. Well, also, I guess, why, why is she okay with her dog getting another dog pregnant? Right? I have no idea. I mean, why? I don't know. It's like a weird sort of like, oh, not my problem kind of thing when right. like, you you could easily prevent it. Right. And you yeah, like the... It? I don't understand. The, the other guy was wrong. No question. And he ended up leaving once he... Of course, of course, he sat there while me and this other woman... not We didn't get into it, but we had a, a pretty spirited debate about it. And of course, he just sat there and watched us. And then when we were done, he came in got his dog and left pussy okay. and so he just watched it right from afar and the, then left. Okay. right yeah. but i was so bothered by that because to see the look on the on this female dog's face of just sort of you could tell she was not enjoying it and it's like that right. should be enough for you to say oh no, no 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 let's not let this happen it shouldn't be well he was just being a dog well, no, like dogs biting us are also just being dogs. <laughs> but yeah. when it's us, we don't like that behavior. <laughs> yeah, but when that, do- I don't know. That's that's weird to me. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. I kind of I kind of agree. Like that is just a dog being a dog, right? Like I don't, you know, the dog dogs can't consent, right? So right. that is a dog being a dog. But again, like, why would you be okay with just letting your dog? potentially impregnate another dog whose owner you don't know right i mean i mean i don't i don't understand (laughs) bad parenting all around is what it was yeah so is the owner gonna get her dog spayed hopefully uh the owner was a man oh okay the the owner who didn't get the dog spayed was a man so are we really surprised he's gonna get his dog spayed (laughs) hopefully either that or don't bring it back to the dog run but you know, come on, man, be responsible. You have to get your dog neutered or spayed uh, right. if they're of a certain age. I guess that's what's weird to me about this this other woman who was arguing with you too. 
because she what? like she seems to well actually i guess i'm assuming her dog is not neutered either but maybe he was so maybe her argument was like, oh no her, he was he was because oh, okay. she did say you know he's he's neutered oh, okay so maybe yeah so i guess she was like oh what's the difference he's neutered but um i mean yeah that's still not fun <laughs> for that no it's dog. still not fun like Look, it's one. Th- it's one thing if you're trying to breed, but again, like, why? Are you, why are you trying to breed? Like, what? Right. Do- I understand that dogs breed. How else would we get dogs? Right. <laughs> Not stupid, <laughs> but just. I don't know. I just. It was so clear that the female dog was not enjoying it. And there's just something probably from watching Luca and how she reacts. You know. Well, I just feel and also as a dog owner, don't you kind of want to um, teach your dog not to hump anyway? Because a, a dog will also hump, you know, your people. guests, right? If you let it. So, right. Generally, I would think you'd want to discourage that behavior, right? So, but I don't know. I got a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I'll go back to Don for a second. Okay. Now, we were talking before the show started. I'm very glad that Don is not on social media in any way mm-hmm. because as we learned this week and everybody hold on, Lady Gaga has a new boyfriend. And he's a normal man. And he's a normie <laughs> as they called him. He's a normie, which no. Whatever that means. That. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, he's just a normal guy. And by normal guy, they mean what Harvard grad working for some hedge fund or what was it i you know i'm getting different accounts um which right there tells you something's <laughs> not right some sources say that he's a harvard finance guy and some mm-hmm. sources say he runs a charitable foundation either way um i've i've got a strong picture forming in my mind yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so something's not right. He's hot, and that's about it. So good for her. But apparently, this uh, relationship uh, inspired a woman who dated this guy to, of course, run to the internet and navel gaze about it. <laughs> yeah. And so there was an article in the Times by Lindsay Krause, and she's talking about what it's like to find out that your ex-boyfriend is dating Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And it really, what it really, what the conversation should have opened up, but of course it didn't because it focused on the two women and, you know, Lady, uh, this Lindsay woman comparing herself to Lady Gaga because there's yeah. a much bigger uh, discussion to come from this, which of course everybody just sort of blew past, which is how social media has impaired our ability to move on in a proper way or in a healthy way mm, yeah. after we break up with somebody. Or really, in general, I think social media has made it harder for some people to let certain things go. I can't tell you how many essays I've read from people who have written <laughs> about confronting their childhood bullies by oh, finding them yeah. on Facebook. On, on social media, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Because guess what? They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. 
Um, and, but I did it's... hear. I did hear one. Um, I think it was This American Life, which I mean, leave it, leave it to NPR to find the one repentant bully, right? But mm. I did hear one, <laughs> one of those that went like the the person wanted it to, which was that the bully was, you know, sorry, contrite, an explanation. Yeah, it, I just think that, and having done this, like having, like become a, not obsessed, but having found out who somebody you know the new person that somebody was dating and then sort of like falling down that rabbit hole and starting to compare yourself to them mm-hmm. and so everybody this Lindsay krauss woman said that people emailed her and were asking right. her if she was okay yeah <laughs> like are you okay are you okay and she didn't know what they were talking about at first so there was this presumption that she was going to be falling you know falling down the rabbit hole and right. and you know, heading down the shame spiral because her ex-boyfriend's now dating Lady Gaga, which I'm just going to say for the record, I don't think is all that great. <laughs> like I, people think that because she's a celebrity, that that's a, that's a, it's like a catch. I mean, I would be more upset if one of my exes was dating like Giselle. Right, Giselle Bonchin. Yeah. Yes, Giselle and her bonus mom conversation, which I'm. I she like she was talking about how she doesn't like the term stepmom. She prefers bonus oh. mom. How about okay. neither with mom because you're not their mother. <laughs> how about we just call you Giselle? Hmm. Well, that yeah, just my that, that my works. two cents on that one. <laughs> yeah, bonus mom and stepmom and whatever. I mean, before the incident. What did I call my stepmother? Yeah, what did you call her? B. That was her name. Yeah, I call mine by her first name, too. Her mother. (laughs) I do. I mean, by way of identifying her, though, I do call her my stepmom, not like my dad's wife, which would be more accurate. (laughs) Yeah, there's that distancing language when you say my my father's wife. Right. Versus my stepmom. You know, the quicker way to say it is my stepmom, but to say my father's wife... There's that that's distancing language and it's sure oh, it gives away follow-up questions for sure to that right right <laughs> it, it it lets uh it gives away yeah the the, the relationship the nature mm-hmm. of the relationship or yeah or lack thereof but back to gaga yeah so i when you first brought this to me you, you what what sort of fascinated <laughs> you about this was all the discussion that came from yeah from <laughs> like, from this commentary it it just it was weird to me how everyone thought there was a story here i i, I guess i don't i mean it's weird yeah that's weird if i if i found out that my ex any of my exes were dating a famous person i would mostly have questions about how they met right <laughs> um but it sounds like, you know, this guy is not, I mean, it sounds like they're in the same orbit, right? Like he, it sounds like he has access to money and spaces that Lady Gaga would be in, which is probably how he met, which makes it not that weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, yeah, I was, I just sort of thought it was weird that everyone was reposting this and commenting on it and kind of feeding into, um just that whole like oh my god are you okay if it were me (laughs) and also but also feeding feeding into the female competition right 
back. Yeah. Right. So the so Lindsay the original girlfriend <laughs> the pre-gaga <laughs> the, yeah uh Lindsay says they dated for seven years so throughout college and i guess three years after mm-hmm. um but it seems like they broke up kind of a while ago and she also mentions that she hadn't been keeping up with him on social media like they weren't they weren't <laughs> following each other anymore i think he might have blocked her even Oh. He blocked um, her. Let's talk about well, that. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk okay. about that. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? I think I he think blocked her in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's weird because I I know that there are people who just, you know, when their relationship's over, it's over. <laughs> I do this. Jesus. None of my exes have. Do you really? Are you dead inside? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, none none of my exes get to know me anymore. If if our relationship failed, eh, you don't you don't get to know me anymore. Sorry. Yeah, that's I I've definitely had similar res- like responses. I'm not crazy, especially when I had the when I had the column. I really really hated, and I said this to Don last night. When he brought up that he listens to the podcast, I said, you know, you are always welcome to just contact me and say hi. You know, if you... Or write us a letter. (laughs) Or write... Don, write in, write in, write in. And, you know, because I didn't... I don't want to get angry. And it doesn't make me angry. It it hurts me. Because it makes me think, you would invest the time in listening to a podcast... But you wouldn't invest the time in sending me a text. Hmm. All right. So, do you know? Does that make sense? It does. So, I I understand the the desire to block people, yeah. and not wanting to be too vulnerable, especially after a breakup, because you don't want the other person to know what you're going through. Right. But this has sort of become part of. This is the fabric now. This is part of breakups now, of watching how they're reacting to the breakups on social media. Well, that's true. And I I mean, I think um, I might have a different philosophy had I not gotten married eight years ago, but mm-hmm. I did. So I don't yeah. know what I would be doing now if I were still dating and breaking up. And <laughs> dating and breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I love the people who go through their social media and delete all the pictures of like the people who they curate their profiles, their social media after every breakup. Uh, okay. And they remove all the pictures of their exes. I'm like, that's a lot of work. Number one and number two, I don't. Mm, I, I mean, I'm I'm fifty fifty on that. I kind of understand why we do it. You know, you you want a fresh start, but you and you right. also don't want to make your new partner feel uneasy. But at the same time, you you don't want to disrespect what you had and the time you spent with this other person unless it was really unhealthy um see i i kind of understand that too i don't think Mm -hmm. it has to be unhealthy to warrant a deletion Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think the probably the easier thing to do is to untag yourself right right um but again i'm i've never really been um like much of an oversharer anyway so i don't have a ton of photos to untag or remove anyway 
Yeah, I don't. I honestly cringe when I read Instagram posts and whatnot from people who are who are reliving a breakup or reliving go or, or experiencing some sort of profound pain or disappointment or whatever publicly, especially when it comes to relationships. Well, I think and more so I'm when saying. it comes to yeah. Sorry, go ahead. More not more more so when it comes to relationships. Not you know oh I didn't get this job right or somebody died. That's one thing. I actually think social media is really good for stuff like that it, because it you it helps you connect with people who can understand and who can have some not just sympathy but em- who can empathize for you. Yeah. But when it's something when the pain is caused by something involved with someone else or someone else you don't want them you don't want to give them that much power right and i i think there are people too with a certain personality type um i am one of them (laughs) who you know i well everyone is kind of like this to some degree but some people are worse than others there just are people who you know if you if you put them in in a room with a button and you're like don't touch that button anything But pressing that button. Right. People can't Guess resist. what? Yeah. <laughs> they can't it's, resist. I, How are you not going to press the button? I mean, I have a hard enough time if I'm on a plane. Uh, like, I, I worry phone? about pulling the door open, which I've never done. But it's there, and you know you can't pull it open. And all, therefore, all you want to do is pull it open. So if you leave those photos up, all you're going to want to do is look at them. Right. Right. It reminds me of you said you were following Cal- Carolyn Calloway again. Oh, I am. I bought her book too. Well, I pre-ordered her hypothetical book. We'll see if I get a book. We'll see if you get it. <laughs> see if you get scammed. And I remember when she was posting around the time that her father died. That was around the time that I just had to stop paying attention to her because yeah. I, I never followed her. But watching that in real time, that whole thing. I just felt so uncomfortable for her because it seemed to me like she was experiencing a lot of emotions all at once. Sure. And she was having a very hard time regulating it all and she wasn't, she was sort of acting out. So, uh, yeah, that, so that, that sort of stuff. I just want to go, oh, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And I think a lot of that comes from my own shame of being so open about certain things in my time as a blogger mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, having to come to terms with that. But in any case, Lady Gaga has a new boyfriend. He's a normie. And his ex-girlfriend, I don't know. Apparently I don't there's know. a story here. I'm not, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, we found one because we're two intelligent people who aren't focused on pitting two women against each other. <laughs> There is no story there. They tried to pit two women against each other and it failed. Yeah, there's no there's no story here. There's no story here. It's just a weird coincidence. Yeah. That's probably what a lot of people are thinking about my ping pong ball story too. <laughs> <laughs> story That's there. a great callback. Look at you. <laughs> okay. Let's now talk about the article regarding the little girl at the school dance. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so... A young girl was excited to go to this school dance and she wanted to dance with this boy that she liked and she got to dance with him 
But then she also was approached by another boy that she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And the little boy asked her to dance. And she initially said no. And mm-hmm. in swoops the male principal mm-hmm. and says, oh, oh, oh no, no, there, we can't, there, you can't say no. Yeah, it's against school and, rules. And take it away, Sarah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this uh, this girl is 11. Her name is Aslan. And they are in Utah, which I think is relevant. Yeah, it's very relevant. <laughs> um, and I have read a couple of stories about this kind of thing from various states where schools are trying to really crack down on bullying, which is great. But the way that they're doing that is these kind of ridiculous um and punitive only to female students rules mm-hmm. yep. like this right right so obviously I, well maybe not obviously but luckily aslan's mom um was not okay with having this. it right she <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't a fan of this rule she obviously thinks that it um i need to stop saying obviously because i have to everyone. stop saying you know and like so we'll we'll keep each other on track go ahead <laughs> I need to just stop assuming people agree with me, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, Aslan's mom, um, went, went to the school and said, Hey, this perpetuates rape culture. Our daughters, you know, especially in their formative years like this, when they're just starting to interact, um, with boys need to be told that it's okay to say no, and that they don't even necessarily have to be polite about it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I got really worked up over it because I start, I just started thinking like, what is even the fucking point of school dances? Like, what is, what is the point? Yeah. Did we learn nothing from Footloose? (laughs) I guess we didn't. I guess we Um, didn't. I I did a little research actually. And since this, this story is about 11 year olds, it's not about a prom, but I, I dug up an interesting story about the history of the prom. Um, do you know about the history of the prom? No, please tell okay. me because I'm sure it's fascinating. It's, and, it is, and, and it's and just it, as disappointing as you right. were hoping, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically the prom started for um, children and families who couldn't afford to be debutantes. So, okay, so th- these are these are the years where... Um, basically right after high school, you still have to work on selling your daughter because she's a financial burden, right? She can't, (laughs) she can't can't go out and get a little job, you know? Right. Um, so, so you have to think about like, oh man, how am I going to voice this responsible or this responsibility (laughs) off on someone else? So if you can't afford for your daughter to be a debutante and have like an entrance into society, you get the prom instead. And the prom specifically was set up to be racially segregated. Shocking. So that there was a there was a white prom and a black prom, so that you know we could prevent uh, basically certain kids from ever meeting other kids. Yeah. Uh, and this was going on even after schools were segregated. So the story that I read, um, they actually were talking about a documentary that came out within the last five years about a school having their very first um, interracial prom, which is mm-hmm. wild. Because what year? Two, <laughs> what I was year just going to say, 2020? What? What now? Um, and it just it just really got me um, 
frustrated all week long, honestly, yeah. because the history of the prom is racist. Even if you take away the racist overtones of the prom, which obviously a lot there's obviously again, um, which a lot of schools have, right? A lot of schools are truly integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, just why? 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 <laughs> yeah. Why are we still sticking to these very antiquated traditions? Especially uh, because, like, in your adult life, Kristen, how many occasions have you had to wear a gown? Not uh, many, right? Probably not, fewer than 10, I would say. Yeah, you know, a couple of weddings that I was in, that's about it. Right? Yeah. So what is the point? We're not preparing daughters to be debutantes anymore, although debutantes do still exist, um, which is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Again, kind of like too. what? 2020. Right. But just Look, what is the point? <laughs> well, I think the point now is, you know, now they've made it into a big deal where it's, you know, when they ask you to, and it's now it's prom. For me, it was the prom. Now right. it's, it's prom. And are you getting asked to prom? And promposals. Prom Get yeah. the fuck out of here. You're 12. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you're 15 or you're 16 years old and. God, why are you making this such a big deal? Like, and this is it. You're making this stuff such a big deal. And then we wonder why when women get older and graduate high school and graduate college, why, like, there I go saying like again, why getting asked out and having the man do everything? Mm, like, these yeah. are the origins of of this belief system and the and, and and these traditions right i just i i don't know i'm bewildered that prom continues simply because it's not preparing students for anything that's ever going to happen in life (laughs) you're never going to go to prom again right you're never you're not going to go to balls (laughs) ever cinderella you're you're (laughs) never going to have this experience again which I guess is maybe the counter argument for why we should keep it, because maybe it's okay. It's fun to dress up or whatever, but it it just it's also like you said, reinforcing all of these stereotypes about who asks, who pays. Um, and speaking of who pays, I mean, let's talk about how much more prom costs for women. And this, yes, okay. Yes, this is one of those things where I'll say, here's the difference, ladies, who are like, see, see, I told you. The prom dress you wear, you're probably never going to wear again. So it's a sunk cost. Unless you're crafty, and some people are, and they repurpose it. But, you know, it's for a woman to do that. Well, it really I think it really depends nowadays on if the boy asks, I mean, who pays for the limo and the car and the this and the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba and all that. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, I would imagine that kids are still grouping up to split the costs of transportation and stuff. But in terms of, um, like, individual costs, I know a tuxedo rental is typically less than you're going to pay on an updo, a dress, new shoes, a manicure, whatever else. Right. right. And all of that stuff is optional, which I guess is my point. What? Are, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And why can't we come up with something better? Right? We're, we're smart people. Why can't we come up with something better? It just, I don't know. Dance, school dances in general 
are dumb to me. <laughs> they're just stupid. Because they are, like, there really is no way to um, have a have a dance where everybody leaves feeling good. There's no way, right? Because women have a right to say no to dances. Mm-hmm. Boys are still expected to ask. Even if you flip it and we do the Sadie Hawkins thing, again, like, there's no way everybody leaves that experience feeling good. So why are we doing it? How about we just take the slow dances out all together? That'd be fine. Sure. Right? Like, why don't we do that? Why don't we make these less romantic and more platonic and focus on those kinds of friendships? Well, and I think there has been, you know, I think think kids themselves have been sort of like driving it that way anyway. Mm. Um, But I, I still am just not sure what the point is. I, I don't either, and I'm glad that this mother spoke up. Now, what was the result of this? What's going on? Um, Undecided. They're still talking about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, I have to say, I appreciate um, both sides here, um, because truly to police the behavior of you know 11 12 or 13 year olds uh is is pretty difficult (laughs) and so when you try to have an anti-bullying policy you really i mean you you're up against a lot right because you are up against what is that (laughs) inclination (laughs) of teenagers to be assholes exactly right like it's it's how they come to understand the world right? right is like they have to have a pecking order um, and that's, I'm not saying that that's right, but, uh, I am saying that girls especially should be allowed to decline dances. Um, they shouldn't have to worry about, you know, whose feelings they're hurting when they decline dances. They don't mm-hmm. have to be assholes about it, but right. I just don't know why we're doing this at all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why we're, it, it, it really is the origin of so much trouble. It is. It really is. Because you got the Get dance and it. then you have the after the dance drama. Yeah. Right? Like who? Oh, who? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting off topic here. Uh, any final thoughts? There's no point to this. <laughs> Let's stop doing it. And that includes those stupid Sadie Hawkins things too. <laughs> yeah. There's no point. No right. point at all. It's not even like anyone learns to dance. <laughs> these things there's no point there's no point you know what there is a point to though sarah dating as equals yeah this this thing in the atlantic came out on valentine's day good timing Mm -hmm. atlantic good timing so this is ellen by ellen lamont it's called if you want a marriage of equals date as equals Mm mm-hmm why are many dating practices a throwback to an earlier era? Like dances. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to summarize this piece, um, this, this uh, author interviews millennials in particular. Um, and she also says she talks specifically to women who um, are in areas of the country where they... You know, they would identify as liberal. They would identify as feminist. They're progressive. Um, She sought those women out in particular. 
And pretty much across the board, they all expressed um, beliefs about dating that that seemed to be counterintuitive for the kind of marriage they said they eventually wanted. So they said, for instance, oh, men should definitely pay for the first date, which is a classic. Now we all know. We all know where I fall in this debate. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I should note that all of the people in this study are um, straight. So we're looking at... No, 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 no. I don't think so. I believe she said she interviewed straight and LGBTQT singles. Um, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Yeah. So, so only the straight people, though. Fucking straight. Had these <laughs> fucking <sort> breeders. <laughs> counterintuitive um, beliefs. Right. This kind of cognitive dissonance. Right. And now read the quote from the man when he was asked, because this, this is such a great quote about why he wants to split the bill on dates. Uh, well, I feel like you are looking at it, and I'm not. The, heterosec- so I- the heterosexual men I interviewed claimed that a woman's assertiveness took the pressure off of them. While some liked playing, oh, yeah, okay. paying for dates, feeling that the gesture was a nice way to show they cared, others were more resistant. One man told me he splits the cost of a date 50-50. That goes right in line with my theory of the person I consider my equal. Just because I carry the penis does not mean that I need to buy your food for you. You're a woman. You're educated or want to be educated. You want to be independent. Take your stance. Okay. Your move. <laughs> Vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great and this is and it's this is something we never ever consider when we hear stories about men wanting to split the check. We always say think one of two things. One, he's cheap, or two, he's not interested. But there's that third, mm-hmm. and I think that's a it's a growing number of men who are saying, no. This is what you want, and I, I'm supportive of this, so this is how we're going to start this off. Right. I think the, the problem must be that that would be such a convenient excuse for being cheap, or, or a good cover for not having an uncomfortable conversation about how you're not interested. Yeah. I think that is why so many women still think that a man paying for a first date is an indication of interest. Right. And they don't understand that men do it. And, and, and I think part of the reason why women believe this fucking nonsense is because they have all those white knight beta dudes say to them, oh, I love paying. Do you, you fucking douchebag? Do you love paying? Do you love shelling out money that you've earned just to what? Not even get a kiss on the cheek, you fucking doormat. That's what they're listening to. That and stories from other women who are saying, oh, my boyfriend says he loved it. Or men always tell me, shut up. That's not true. And any man who does says that they like doing it is lying to you. To either get laid well, or to impress you. <laughs> I guess the first thing I want to um, question is, are all of these people really having conversations this honest about money in the first couple of dates that seems that seems 
like a subject that most people have to kind of dance around and it's this whole thing of like everybody's got to reach for their wallet and then one person's like oh no you get the next one and yeah like, <laughs> it's this like, whole... who has time to keep dance? track just put the money down you just what is wrong with you <laughs> goddamn drinks but so that so that we don't lest we get stuck in this in this one aspect they're also the study is also talking about how women expect men to do the asking out and plan the date and suggest the second yeah. date and really that w that the women from this study to clarify feel that men should be doing all the heavy lifting so the Right. And then uh, once they're married, they find it's difficult to write the show. Right. And then once you're married and, you know, you want to go back to work after you have kids or you want to quit your job to become a flugelbinder entrepreneur, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Run a charitable organization. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Luca. Lucas just rolling around on the floor. On the floor. Uh, that's when things get all wonky because you've, and we're going to bring up Miranda, because you've given the man mm -hmm. so much power and so much control over the relationship <laughs> without realizing it. <laughs> so that's my two cents on that. <laughs> so I was on, this is off topic, but it's related to Luca. I, I saw on Instagram this week. We'll get back to the topic in a second, folks. Um, yeah, to be continued. But um, I saw on Instagram this week a fart that was described as a baloney windmill. And that's what I'm now picturing as Luca flaps her ears. Okay. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. We'll talk about it. I will edit this out too. So, you don't like the baloney window? <laughs> I feel like it's the greatest description because <laughs> I I I want to say I either saw it on influencers in the wild or it just happened to be it was it was this teenage girl trying to film a tutorial for YouTube and in the background <laughs> someone farted so loudly <laughs> and it. It went on for so long that <laughs> it could only be described as a baloney windmill. <laughs> okay, see, now and my now stomach hurts laughing. All right. Oh, okay, composure, composure, composure. All right, so let's get back to it. Let's get back. Come on, come on, come on. Back on track. This is a high class podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would any of my exes want to date Lady Gaga when, when I I'm have such a phrases I've co-opted like lady. baloney wind? Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So let's get back to the article. So anyway. Anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, once you have fallen into these kind of traditional gender roles of, you know, being the caretaker, being the one to do the emotional labor, being the one not to ask or plan... Um, I mean, the, you know, the marriage is not the beginning of your relationship, right? It's the continuation. So of course you're going to just, it's going to keep going as you have right, been going. It's not like a flip, a switch right. is flipped. It's not the article, the quote like in the that. article says when men and women endorsed 
these traditional gender roles early in a relationship undoing (laughs) 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 when men and women endorse these traditional gender roles early in a relationship undoing those views in marriage was difficult the married men i interviewed often left caregiving and housework to the women while the husbands considered themselves breadwinners and decision makers this behavior fell in line with national trends. And remember, we I think we talked about this earlier a while ago about how household chores, men mm-hmm. seem to think that, that, that that's women's work. It's not up, it's not for oh, them to yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this happens mm-hmm. too, because if you are in the beginning of a relationship and um you know, if the man is paying for everything, right, you're probably going to, I mean, if you're like a decent human, (laughs) you're probably going to respond to that and show appreciation to that by, by trying to contribute something else, right? Which a lot of the time is like, either something domestic, or some, you know, some kind of caretakery, kind of unpaid labor, Right. right? So I think it it starts out innocently enough, right? Because it starts out wanting to. It's it. I think it all comes from a place of wanting to contribute equally. I guess is what I'm. It sneaks up on you. And then, yeah, over, over time. time, you realize, like, well, wait, I'm only I'm the only one doing this kind of thing. Yeah, one woman said of her husband, "He'll take our son on bike rides with him, but in the middle of the night, I'm the one getting up." Like for me to be out. Right. Like this on on this interview, I had to make sure there was dinner stuff for him. Jeez, you lazy right. sack of shit! Really, go to Boston Chicken, you yeah. pussy. Ugh. I this is a little bit of an aside, but um, I am bewildered every time I experience this in real life. <laughs> every time I encounter an adult woman who says something like this about like. Oh, I had to have I had to I have to have dinner ready because I'm not going to be there, or whatever. And it's like, do you realize yeah. that your husband fed himself for like 30 years before you came yeah. along? <laughs> like he would not yeah. die. He would find, he'll find a, way a way to eat. To feed He's a, trust me, he'll find a way. Here's something I, I want also want to add. Because many LGBTQT relationships do not rely on well-established ideologies, norms are often considered questioned and then rejected with the aim of making space for egalitarian practices instead in the process yeah, makes, makes sense. sense in in the process jesus luca many of the couples i spoke with incorporated the elements they felt were important to a successful relationship emphasizing constant communication evaluation and negotiation the goal was greater individuality and equality and they actively worked to balance their own needs with the needs of their partners as the woman above said let's craft our own relationship Yeah. yeah, and that's because they're not dealing with bullshit gender roles. Right? Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of so sense. So the whole point of the article is, if you want to marry an equal, then you have to date like an equal, meaning you have right. to be willing to meet them halfway and do the heavy lifting with them. Right. Otherwise, like you said, it, it sneaks up on it you. It does sneak up <laughs> on you. And, and that means, you know... Pay, that means not just paying, like paying your share on a date, but helping plan a date. Forget about right. these conversations of, well, he didn't, you know, he asked me if there was any place I wanted to go. 
That's his job. No, it's not. And that doesn't mean he's lazy. It just means he's afraid of picking the wrong place because he doesn't want you to think he's cheap. So just help the guy out. Right. Well, and also if he is expected to right. pay, I mean, he wants to pay for something that is going to be enjoyable. Right. right? He also <laughs> wants is probably testing the woman to some degree. Right. Which is interesting because she definitely is testing him by making him right. pick the place. Right, because he has to. He has to prove like, well, he's not going to take you to Hooters <laughs> if that even exists anymore. Is <laughs> um, you know he's he's not right. cheap. He's not, uh, yeah. So on and right. so forth. Right, and I don't. I we need to dispel this myth that the man should plan everything and that the man should do the heavy lifting. We have to start doing that. We have to, and this is why I say with online dating forget gender roles ask them out suggest the date and this is the the uh, one of the big reasons why i say and i think why some people are so hesitant to get to that to the date portion and to ask somebody out is because they don't want to be responsible for paying if they suggest it right. yeah get over that fast sure. because with when it comes to online dating that is those dates should be 50-50. End of discussion. Yeah. And it's weird to me, too, because if... I mean, I know... I feel like we've talked about this you before, think? but... If you go out with friends... Yep. There's never the assumption that someone else is going right. to be for you. Exactly. And we have to stop thinking that dating... That that context is different for some reason. It's not. We just, we just decided a long time ago because of some really bullshit, antiquated, sexist, misogynistic traditions that... Right. Well, and now it's being used as a way to gauge interest, which isn't accurate either. Not at all. They just don't want to get in. They just don't want to get into it. You know, they just don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. But I really don't want to focus on the paying. I really want to get into the... Uh, you know, on dates, the women talked about acting demure and allowing men to do more of the talking. Women, they said, were more attractive mm -hmm. to men when they appeared unattainable. So women preferred for the men to follow up after a date. None of the women considered right. proposing marriage. That was the man's job. Okay, I I'm going to I'm going to say here, I would never propose to a man. I did. Did you really? I did. Spill. It was. Wait a it minute. It wasn't romantic. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on. Tell us. <laughs> I need to have the soundboard. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so talk. Um, I don't know if I want to tell this. All right. You don't have to. <laughs> um, I, I will. It's because it's true. Um, it just, I feel like it. Um, I don't know. It's going to make me seem terrible to, to date, I think. But maybe I am. I don't know. Um, never dated me. Can't put that genie um, back in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's already out there. So, well, so basically, I just was, I was getting really anxious about my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I had been living with my, um, at the time, boyfriend for two, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so one day I just was like, um, are we, are we going to get married? <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you want to, uh, you you want to, <laughs> you want to just do that now, because <laughs> I'm 
I'm ready if you are, <laughs> basically. And that was, it was just as inelegant and um, spontaneous. And uh, Kevin was like, yeah, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really underwhelming <laughs> you proposal were story. No, it's just, it. but honestly, don't you think that that's kind of how it should go? Well, I think, I mean, I found out after the fact that he, he was simultaneously relieved and disappointed, (laughs) (laughs) which makes total sense. Right. Because, um, you know, on the one hand I had, I had taken from him his opportunity to, you know, make a big grand gesture, um, by doing totally the opposite. (laughs) Um, but on the other hand, you know, like I said earlier, a marriage is a continuation of a relationship, right. not a beginning. Right. So it kind of made sense for us. I mean, I think, well, he said yes. So I guess <laughs> Thank God. Mind, it made sense to, <laughs> um, to accept the underwhelming proposal um, because he had planned on doing it anyway. Right. Well, I just think that marriage... I, I think of marriage as more of a, of a, a mer, like a, a merging of assets. Like I think of it as more of a of a business proposition, of a financial proposition. It definitely is that too. Yeah, uh, that's not how I phrased it though. I wasn't like, "Would you like to merge assets?" <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, Down bum. on one knee. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But I could, I could see two people saying, well, you know, wouldn't it make sense if we moved in together and, you know, we, we split this or we split that and let's, doesn't it, we, you know, we want to make this, we want to make this legit. Mm-hmm. So let's just have us, you know, let's get married. Yeah. Because it's, as, as much as it's about romance, it really is about finances and, and practicality and you know she says what is that it's like a saw i don't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) in any case i i could never propose to a man well i so i think though the fact that it's about practicality is why proposals are such a big deal Mm -hmm. right because you know marriage again no different from dating right like you're not it's not like you have a more glamorous life <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> like you're still not going to balls <laughs> you're still not ha- you know you still don't have any occasion to wear a gown right um, other than the marriage if you or the wedding if you do that um which that was the other thing i we had already talked about not doing a wedding mm-hmm. at all so it felt i don't know it felt okay for me to <laughs> for me to just I don't even think I proposed, but I did pop the question. So, oh, well, it worked out. Um, yeah, so far so good. But, <laughs> um, but I a- anyway, the I guess the point of this story is, uh, you could propose if you want to, um, and it doesn't even have to be a big deal because if you already know your wedding is not going to be a big deal mm-hmm. and you're both fine with that, and it's the right time 
you know, why not? Right. Well, he'll probably be relieved. Uh, okay. I don't know that I agree with that, but no, you think you think more disappointed? No, I think uh, I I just feel like I don't know. I'm old. I think I I don't know. I don't think I could ever do it. I just I think I might that that might be one tradition where I feel like that's I'm not gonna mess with it. Okay. So, well, you don't have to. All right. If you want to date an equal, if you want to marry an equal, or to be in a relationship with an equal, you have to date like equals. Date like equals, and that means sharing sharing the heavy lifting, people. Now, now we're going to talk about a letter that we received. Huh? Maureen asks, I'm beginning to look at dating five years ago as the heyday of online dating. Back then... People were mostly actually engaging in polite get-to-know-you messages. How has it become normal to ask a woman her willingness in certain sex acts in the first few minutes of messaging? Are men watching so much porn now that they've been become desensitized as to how to properly chat up a potential date? Are so few many men actually interacting with live male female in-person interactions that they cannot tell the difference or are men using seeking satisfaction from dating apps as substitution for dating a living breathing breathing woman in, in person how can we as daters stop this prevalent trend has virtual sex replaced dating to have actual relationships now and how can a gal deflect the online premature sex talk from men without being accused of being a prude once he steers the convo there, it is very hard to reel it back in. Give us some practical, implementable suggestions. Ooh, I liked how she ended that. Call to action. Good for you. Yeah, I dug it. Uh, so before I go, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I don't think that um, men are seeking satisfaction from dating apps as a substitution for living women. Uh, we kind of talked about this last weekend or last week, but unfortunately, we don't have sex robots yet, so I don't think it's that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't think it's a replacement. I do think that. So it, I do think it's a bit of a kink to you know dirty talk and exchange nude photos. Uh, well, yeah, sure. As long as everyone's into right, it, I, I exactly. As long as everyone's consenting and. You know, everyone's on the same page. I think it's fine. So I do think that some people use dating apps for those purposes. And I sure. also think that some people use online dating and dating apps to convince themselves that they're actually trying to meet somebody when they're not. It's their way mm -hmm. of contributing and participating in the in the culture and in the in the act of dating without ever really having to take the risk. Yeah. You know, Maybe. that way they can take part in the conversations and they can say, oh, uh, you know, I, I met this guy and, blah, 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 and or I met this woman and but they don't ever ha actually have to have a date. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of those people on dating apps as well that are just using these apps as a buffer, as a way to yeah. get uh, attention, as a way to have somebody to talk to. I think we are very isolated you know, I'll say it again. We don't talk about loneliness enough. I think we right. are very isolated as a, as a society. And I think that people maintain these relationships using these dating apps because it gives them somebody to talk to. 
Um, but I yeah, also maybe maybe. <laughs> but I also that doesn't, doesn't mean it's appropriate. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean it's appropriate. But if if you know everybody has the ability to say uh, peace out, I'm done with this. You know, yeah. if we're not going to meet, we're not going to meet. You know, no one forces you to engage in these conversations. And what I want to point out in Maureen's letter is when she says, how can a gal deflect the online premature sex talk from men? Let's be clear. You can't. You can't. Because... I don't know how you deflect, really. Or prevent. Right. Because these men who talk like this, these men who make sexually laced in comments to you or use innuendo there's there's a number of different types of men that do it one it's just the trolls who are trying to offend you they're just bored idiots probably using fake photos to lure women in to have stupid conversations with them mm-hmm. and that's something again if you ever follow any of these instagram accounts that post the messages and you ever see the photos even like like little slices of the photos and i'll look at them and i'm thinking that guy's way too hot way too hot to be to be on these apps but also to be sending messages like this yeah so you're being that's a good point they're luring women in with these fake profiles just to either to rob them or to get naked photos. Yeah. Or to get jerk off material. So the minute this kind of conversation comes up, if you're not looking for casual sex, and if you are, that's fine because that's your cue. That's when you kind of go, oh, okay. You know, if you're just looking for casual sex, it makes sense to just sort of drop that bait in the water and see the reaction. <laughs> Sure. And I'm not I'm saying this for men and women. Yeah. You know, if that's what you're looking for, sh- please drop the bait. But know that if that bait is dropped, you are being tested. You're either being tested by a troll to see if you're going to react or you're being tested by somebody who's just looking for sex and they need, right. they're waiting to see to you see react. See if you'll react. They, wait, they, wait, they they need to see how you're going to react. The last thing you should be doing in these situations is continuing the conversation if you don't, if you are looking for something serious. Mm-hmm. The minute that conversation starts, that's it. You're done. Disengage. Unless you want to have sex or unless you like the idea of, you know, having some sort of pen pal jerk off buddy or fuck buddy or like some sort of electronic fuck buddy. If you, I don't, that doesn't even make any sense, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. basically if you're just into the sexual aspect of it if you're just into the attention cool if you're both on the same page that's awesome go for it it's safe you're con- whatever but if you're looking for a relationship and somebody starts with the sex talk bail yeah bail yeah they're just wasting your time you're wasting your time you will never convince them that what they're saying is inappropriate because they don't care right <laughs> and yeah the worst part is when you say, "Oh, okay, so now you're talking sexually, so you just want to, you just want sex," I'm gonna spoil this for you. They're going to reply and say, "No, that's not true." <laughs> yeah, even though that is true. So there's no point in saying to them, "Oh, you must just want sex," because they're not gonna tell you the truth. 
So just disengage. Don't try to lecture them. Don't try to teach them. Don't try and feel them out. If you're not looking for sex and that person drops the bait, that's it. You're done. Yeah. So there's yeah. no... So I guess the I guess the answer is the problem isn't that men don't know how to behave on dating sites. It's that trolls don't want to behave on dating sites. Right. It's, it's, an, it's, not, it's not a man problem. It's like a troll problem. Right. And let's differentiate between, oh, you know, sexy curves. And oh, no, that's gross too. But let's differentiate between the awkward guys who say, oh, you have such beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. And the creepers who are like nice curves. Right. You know, the first, awkward. They just, they, they're using compliments because they think that's what they need to say to get a woman to like them. The great curves, that's a guy opening the door to sexual innuendo and sexual conversation and, oh, hey, sexy, woohoo. If they start with the, with the sexy talk right away, like, hey, gorgeous or whatever, that's it. And the awkward guys, the guys who use, oh, hey, beautiful, they're just awkward. And I know we should be kinder to guys like that. I don't feel like it. I'm too old. Oh, we're back to the school dance thing again. Right. I'm too fucking old. Don't talk to me. Don't address the first thing out of your mouth should not be about my looks after I've just written a profile that says all sorts of things about me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't address me as a human being, as a, as a three-dimensional or maybe or, or a fully formed human being... And the only thing you can do is talk about my looks. I don't want to deal with you because you're going to be too much work. I'm going to have to educate you. And I'm done educating people. Well, and also, I mean, again, that person probably isn't even open to that. Right. Right. That's just, I hate people. But again, I think this is this is not a this is not a like an all men are pigs kind of thing. This is just that these sites are overrun with bots and trolls and that's that's what you're encountering. It's not they really are and that's it, it's it, it never used to be this bad 5 years ago. At this point, these apps and sites they're buying fake profiles. Right. They're buying bots. They're buying all this, these, the bots and the chat features to keep people engaged. Yeah. And you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't. The number of fake profiles on these apps is astronomical. Speaking of spring is in the air. Do you subscribe to the theory that um, spring is like uh, a huge time for breakups? Because I've heard, this, well, I've heard this, this before. This is this is apparently a thing that relationships end in spring. Because so I guess we're, we're I guess we're done with the later with the letter. Are we done? Oh, I don't know. I just thought I don't know. <laughs> I saw a segue. I took it. <laughs> okay, so segue and I took it. All right. <laughs> I think that there's this stupid, ridiculous. Oh, it's new. Hope springs eternal right? and something. And so you've now- gotten through the long winter together, right? You've gotten through New Year's and Valentine's Day, and now you you don't need that buffer anymore, so you can dump your significant other. Right, in spring. I That's don't the theory, right? I don't do know if I believe I, it. Do I believe it? No, I think it's just an excuse for a lot of people to dump their boyfriend or girlfriend because <laughs> it, the winter's over and the holidays are done. 
So that sounds like you do believe it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> okay. All right. So. so everybody watch yourself. <laughs> Spring is in the air. Is the, you're about to get dumped. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on anything, Sarah? Um... <laughs> There's a Larry Ray update on the cut if anyone wants to check that out. We'll link to it in the notes. Uh, everybody, follow us on Womenology Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Join the mailing list. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Send us letters. I'm loving yeah. that we're getting letters. I'm really excited about it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>